0: Welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, I hope you're doing really well. In today's episode, we're going to be chatting about how you can basically decipher the nutrition and health information that you find online to figure out whether it's BS or whether it's something that you should actually be paying attention to. And the reason I wanted to record this episode is because I have seen just so many things on Instagram lately that are completely untrue. And what concerns me the most is not just the spreading of information, but when I go and look at these posts and videos, is all the comments below, all of these people paying attention to what these creators, what these people are sharing, that is completely untrue. And they're spreading a lot of fear, they're spreading misinformation, and I just know that they're leading these people to feel fearful and overwhelmed and really disempowered when it comes to their health. So I want to give you the tools to basically be able to detect this BS so that you don't have to succumb to this fear and overwhelm that is really being driven in this online social media age that we're in. And I just want to caveat this whole conversation by saying I I want to talk about this stuff, but I very rarely do because... I want to keep this space positive. I want to keep my Instagram positive and I really don't want to add to the overwhelm and the fear mongering that's caused by, you know, call out culture, cancel culture and all of that. So I really don't like to point fingers. I really don't like to name names, but I just want to give you the tools so that you can basically figure out what's what and make these decisions for yourself and feel really empowered when you go into the online world that, you know, basically what's fact and what's fiction. So I have five questions that you can ask anytime you come across some sort of health claim online to help you figure out whether it's fact or whether it's fiction. Question number one is, is this person qualified? Now, I do want to say that this isn't always helpful because there are some very qualified people out there sharing some very questionable information. And on the other hand, there are also people with really minimal qualifications, like a health coaching qualification, for example, that actually sharing really helpful information. So it is definitely one lens to apply to all of this. But I do want to say that even if someone is a medical doctor, for example, yes, they are held to certain standards, but there are certain people who, for example, are medical doctors that are sharing information that is, you know, a little bit shady and also, you know, misinformation. But it is a helpful place to start. And a key example of this is the medical medium. So I'm not comfortable with calling out people with, you know, smaller followings, but someone like medical medium, you know, he's a huge name. He's got all of these celebrities endorsing him. And there are a lot of real issues with the information that he's sharing. So to me, the word medical in his title really does imply that he is a medical doctor or some sort of health professional. And he definitely does position himself in that way. Actually, he's just a medium. And when I say medium, he basically says that the health information he's sharing with people is something that he gets from spirit. That's his words. So it's not actually based on what works. It's not based on any sort of scientific evidence or even anatomy and physiology. It's based on some sort of spiritual guidance that he's receiving, which honestly That itself is okay, but I think the problem that I have is that he is framing himself in that way as being basically a medical professional or a health professional, and most people that are following his advice and reading his books and listening to him on podcasts, they don't know where this information is coming from. They believe it is science-based, evidence-based information, when in fact it's actually completely fictional. And it's not actually based on any sort of evidence or research or anything like that at all. And I've also seen a lot of people sharing this information secondhand, health coaches and that sort of thing, talking about some of the medical medium recommendations. And they don't mention where that information is coming from either. So they're sharing that information secondhand as though it is fact, as though it is research and evidence based. When in reality, this information is actually really just based on some sort of spiritual guidance that the medical medium has received. So that's a clear example of that. As I mentioned, you know, really with everything I'm sharing here, there is a lot of nuance and it's not clear cut. You know, as I mentioned, there's health coaches sharing great advice within their scope of practice and there are medical doctors sharing shady advice. But, you know, in these kind of cases with the medical medium, for example, it is really helpful to look at what these people's qualifications are and just get a little bit of an idea about that. And if these people are qualified, it will definitely list that on their website. People aren't going to go and do degrees and get all sorts of qualifications and not share that. And if they aren't sharing that information, then feel free to ask them. But... I would say most people with these qualifications are going to make that pretty easy to find and pretty obvious for you on their website or perhaps their social media channels. Question number two to ask yourself to help you decipher fact from fiction is, does this advice or this claim make sense? Does it make sense? So apply a little bit of common sense here. I see all sorts of crazy recommendations or crazy claims, things like eggs cause cancer or recommendations like doing a watermelon fast. So only having watermelon and nothing else for weeks on end. And these claims and these posts can be very, very convincing. But if you just apply this simple question, does it make sense? I think that's really helpful in this case because hmm, we know, for example, eggs, eggs are very nutrient dense. They're very healthy. They're one of the most nutrient dense foods out there. So is it likely that they cause cancer? No, I'd say, you know, based on the information we have and what we know, it's pretty unlikely. And how about the watermelon fasting, for example? Does that make sense? Does it seem like a good idea? I'd say no, probably not, because watermelon is just not going to be enough to fuel you for weeks on end. So no, it's probably not a great idea and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Question number three. Is there evidence or scientific research to support these claims? Now, plenty of people will add research into posts that they share online or podcasts or anything like that. And I like to do that when I am making certain claims. I always heavily research things and I personally like to make sure that anything I recommend is backed by the evidence. So I will always go and check that myself. But I don't always share that because, to be honest, most people aren't interested. Most people aren't going to go and look at PubMed. So there's not a whole lot of point in me actually sharing that with the content that I share. But if you are science minded or if this is something that you find interesting, you can always go and have a little look on PubMed, which is basically like the Google for scientific research. And you can see what you can find there and you can see if you can find any research or evidence to support those claims. Now, I do want to share a quote from a post that I shared a couple of years ago on Instagram, which is from a pharmacist who I had as a guest on the podcast a couple of years back, Dr. Lindsay Elmore. I'm interrupting this episode for just a minute to share a brand new special offer with you. If you enroll in December to get started in one of my four-month one-on-one programs with me, or High Vibe and Healthy Mama with Andesha to get started in Jan or Feb, you'll get a bonus $200 in high-quality practitioner-grade supplements. This way, you'll be able to relax going into the holidays, knowing that your health is taken care of for 2023, and you'll have the perfect post-holiday reset. Head to the link in the show notes or my Instagram bio to learn more and save your spot. Now, this quote from Dr. Lindsay Elmore goes as follows. Not everything that's published in a paper is true, and not everything that's true is published in a paper. So let me explain that. Basically, scientific research has to have funding, which means there has to be some sort of interest in that. And to do the highest quality version of scientific research is very, very expensive. So someone's got to pay for that. So when it comes to, you know, more natural recommendations, things like perhaps, I don't know, having organ meats or, you know, a lot of these dietary recommendations, who's going to pay for that? You know, it's not like a pharmaceutical medication or something like that, that has a lot of commercial interest. When it comes to things like food-based recommendations or hydration or, you know, sleep or any of these kind of things, someone's got to pay for that research. So I think it is important to just have that awareness that not everything that's published in a paper is true because, you know, in some cases there is shady research. Sometimes it's not high quality. Sometimes there are vested interests. So, for example, over the past few decades, a lot of research has been funded by really, really big companies, big food companies, big pharmaceutical companies and that kind of thing. So obviously we want to really be aware of that and realize that, okay, yeah, maybe that sort of information, if that's been funded by those organizations, is, you know, perhaps not so reliable. And as I was sort of alluding to, not everything that's true is published in a paper because, you know, who's going to pay for studies into basic nutritional recommendations and things like that, when there's really not a lot of money to be made from those recommendations. So that's not to say there isn't research into, you know, nutrition, lifestyle, sleep, those kind of things. There definitely is, but perhaps there's not as much as there could be. So with some things, we can also just look at what works. We can look at anatomy and physiology and what we know works and kind of put the pieces together. So I know that's a little bit confusing. I hope that makes sense. I just wanted to explain that, that science and evidence is really important and it's really, really valuable, but it is not everything, especially when it comes to some of these kind of recommendations around food and nutrition and that sort of thing where there's perhaps not a lot of commercial interest there. And what we do see as well is a lot of people talking about evidence-based recommendations on Instagram. These are the people that are also saying eating a donut is the same as eating a salad. You know, they're just comparing calories to calories and that's it. Because really, they're just oversimplifying things. And this whole evidence-based trend has basically moved towards a focus on calories only instead of micronutrients. So I'm going into a little bit of a rabbit hole there. I just wanted to explain those things. And we can go into that a little bit more on a future episode, but I just wanted to touch on that there because I think it's really important. The next question to ask is what is their agenda? I think this is important to be aware of because a lot of people online have some sort of agenda. For example, there's a lot of plant-based influences and perhaps the best recommendation for gut health might involve some animal products, but they will never recommend that because that does not align with their values and their agenda. So they're not necessarily sharing what's best for you. They're sharing what's in line with their beliefs. So I do think that's really important to be aware of. And the thing is, we all have our own beliefs and values and we all you know, kind of to some extent have some sort of agenda, I suppose. We all have some sort of message that we want to share. And for me, that's sharing whole foods. It's sharing, you know, living and enjoying and loving your life. It's sharing nourishing your body and getting to the root cause of your symptoms. And for me, I really want what's best for you. And that is really what I want you to get out of everything I share. And I guess my whole mission But, you know, even I have my biases. We all have our biases. I suppose, for example, when we have our experiences that really work for us, obviously we want to share that with people as well. So for me, going gluten free had a really big impact on my gut health. So that's something I do recommend for a lot of people. So that is based on that experience that I had. However, then I am seeing it have an impact on so many people as well definitely not everyone but for so many people and that's why i continue to share that but that's where that recommendation is initially coming from if that kind of makes sense and the final question to ask when you're looking at nutrition and health information online is could this advice do any harm so when we look at some of these different claims and recommendations For example, the watermelon fasting or celery juice that's come from the medical medium. Could these recommendations do any harm? So firstly, with the watermelon fasting, absolutely, that could definitely do harm. Someone's, you know, under eating, they're not getting enough calories in, they're not getting any protein, they're not getting any healthy fats. That's going to have massive impacts on their health. So yes, that could definitely cause some harm. Something like celery juice, for example, you know, unlikely to do a whole lot of harm. It's just celery juice, but it's also unlikely to be the, you know, miracle cancer fighting beverage that, you know, we hear about on social media. So I do think that's a really important question to ask. And I will say as well that, yes, we want to think about, you know, could this do any harm in terms of the physical impacts of that recommendation But we do also want to think about, you know, the mental and emotional impacts of this fear mongering and this approach to basically freaking people out about their health in the context of making health claims and recommendations. So even if the recommendation to, for example, drink celery juice isn't doing any harm, when it's framed in this way of fear mongering and you need to do this, otherwise you're gonna get really sick, obviously. That's not particularly healthy and that could be causing harm just in the mental and emotional sort of aspect. So to recap these five questions to ask yourself when you're looking at health and nutrition claims online to figure out whether they are fact or fiction. Question number one. Is this person qualified? Question number two. Does this claim make sense? Number three. Is there evidence or scientific research to support these claims? Number four, what is their agenda? And number five, could this advice do any harm? So I hope you found this helpful. I would really love to hear your thoughts around this. And if you have any questions around this at all, or if you'd like me to take a look over some health claims or a page on Instagram and give you some feedback, I'm really happy to do that. Just send me a DM on Instagram. And you can find the link to my Instagram in the show notes. Now, this podcast is free and I really love to provide you with tons of free value and connect with you in this way. One really awesome way that you can let me know you're out there. Let me know you're listening, because a lot of the times this is a one way conversation is to basically leave me a tip by sharing a rating and review on either Spotify or Apple podcasts. A five-star review would be much appreciated as well. Your feedback and reviews really, really means a lot to me and it helps keep inspiring me and motivating me to show up every week and continue creating these episodes for you. So have an awesome day and I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.